Welcome and thank you for joining us on the Sandy Pars Podcast, your source for in-depth discussions about the world of golf for the amateur golfer. We're your hosts, Randy Duran and Ryan Munoz. On this episode, we unpack the Masters Tournament, recap a golf weekend with the boys, look forward to the RBC Heritage, and touch on the LPGA. Stay tuned after the break. Welcome and thanks for joining us on the Sandy Pars Podcast. A little late this week with our Masters Recap. But I'm once again joined by my co-host Ryan Munoz. Hey, hey, and we uh, we're not totally late. We we tried this over Zoom, and my janky ass internet yeah. uh, was cutting in and out. So we we're we're back, bringing you an old school Friday night podcast. That's right, old school Friday night um, had some technical difficulties, but we did try. Um, but we still had a great weekend um, watching the Masters. We went on a, a a boys golf trip down to Fresno. Had a little TV spot on KC24. Hey, hey. If you want to check that out. One week officially since our silver screen debut. That's right. That's right. That was really fun. Uh, thanks, Emily, for hooking it up with that. Um, we, uh, If you want to check that out, it's on sandypars.com, our website. We'll have the link to, to it. It's pretty short, but it was really fun just to get out there and talk about a little bit of what we thought was going to happen in the Masters, talk about about the podcast. Um but yeah, that was just like the start of a great full weekend. circle. Yeah, uh, as I went back to Copper River, my old college job as a yeah. cart barn attendee there. Yeah, man, I really wish now a incredibly successful podcast host. Yeah, coming yeah. back. <laughs> I really wish that we. I I appreciated being out to playing that course when you worked there. Uh, we were all just a bunch of college kids who didn't really give a shit. But it's really nice. I had big five clubs. Yeah, at that point in my life. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was a great weekend. Um. Later on that day, we went and played a par three course with our boys, Mo and Mikey. Uh, we, we did some grinding um, before we played the par three, which was you know super fun. Just get out there and hit a bunch of wedges all day. Yeah, I actually had fun in the, on the par three course. Uh, yeah, you kicked everybody's ass. That's why. It, well, yeah, it, and they had the tees move, so everything was a 100-yard shot, essentially. <laughs> you said two clubs. Uh, it was... I wish I wish they had that that set up like it normally is, to, so we could have got hit a, a couple others. Yeah, a little but bit. That's a fun ones. little track, you know. I, I used to live down the street from there, and as we used to go there under the lights, um, which is just, right off of Highway Forty One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a cool, cool time. Um, it was. That's another like that. Like when I lived by there, that was like when I first started playing golf. So it's crazy to me to go back there, you know, a few years later. Actually, years later and like still. i'm actually like decent at golf and i'm like god i remember like these little holes being so challenging <laughs> when i fucking absolutely stunk um and i were, went there and killed it so yeah that was fun i mean that, i mean that course was pretty challenging for me i did not play it that great but um it was a fun time and then we obviously we went back to mikey's and hit even more like chip shots i think we hit a thousand chip shots you think we'd be master chippers, and then we played Sunny uh, Sunny Side Country Club um, out there in Fresno, which I've mentioned on a previous podcast and gave the review on it and everything. Played it. Um, me and Tyson talked about that. Nice, one. Uh, super cool course. Um, so if you want more information about it, check out the one of our very first podcasts, actually. But good course, great shape. Fairways, tee boxes, and greens are just plush. That course was in incredible shape. Yeah. Those greens were very fun to putt on. Yep, they weren't as fun to hit into. Right. Um, but yeah, that the ball rolling on those that that was a great time. Yeah, super in super good shape. It's really cool that you don't have to make tee times out there. I mean, if, obviously you have to be a member. 
but uh, yeah, it was um, almost an ideal round. I mean, no wind. It was really good all day. Super good weather. Um, you know, how do you think, how do you, how did you play? What did you focus on? Um, I thought I played, dude, that was probably one of the better rounds I've played of late, actually. Um, I've been playing better with, with like what I'm implementing in my, my lessons. Shout out to our coach, Dylan Smith Golf, but I'm, I'm, I haven't quite like put it all together and I didn't by any means on Saturday and I don't, you know, I don't plan to, I understand it's a longer process, but I, I've been, you know, hitting like, I've, I've had a lot of holes where I'm getting like pars and stuff. I'm just having some bad blow up holes. And I, that was kind of my case. I played a pretty good front nine out there, but I ended up shooting, I think like a 47 or 48 because I had two terrible holes where I gotcha. got in some trouble off the tee and just completely fucking fell on my face essentially. But right. I followed up there on the back nine, um, and we were riding together the whole time, and, and then we were playing together on the back nine, right? right? I played really well on the back nine. A 42 is the probably the lowest nine I think I've scored all year. So, um, and a lot of just consistent play, which was was uh, what I, what I was pleased with. So I, I overall, you did have the you had the lone birdie, so. lone birdie, four four golfers, one birdie. I was uh, pleased with what the fuck? how I drove the ball, except for like, if you look back at my scorecard, the, the, the holes that I didn't drive the ball where was where I blew up on the front nine. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think I really had any issues like that on the back, but I was really pleased with how I played hitting approach shots in and wedge shots in those greens were really fast. And I think I, on the back nine, I think I hit maybe two or three greens that, uh, where actually I technically didn't hit the green, right? But mm -hmm. we saw like a good shot going in and my ball just kind of rolled off because those fuckers were so fast. Right. But, um, right. No, I was very pleased with my game from about like 150 in. Um, and, and like I said, those, I would much prefer putting on like a fast ass green like those were. I know that they rolled true. You don't have to worry about yep. like divots or whatever, you know, you just pick a line and go. Yep. Uh, what was like your major focus while you were playing? Dude, my major focus was going back to uh, my setup and takeaway. And I feel like that's that, that just constantly... Because what uh, Dylan's got me doing is so different from what I'm used to doing, like that has to be my focus. Mm -hmm. um, and and it, it's crazy how it all kind of just falls in from there. Uh, but I think that's part of why I was playing poorly going into that too as i was just trying to think of too many things right one swing thought right you, you know what i mean one. like and it's like crazy to think like how can that be hard just to think of one thing but like there's like dude there's a million things yeah we we're talking about we didn't know where to put our our thumb on, yeah. the, on the golf <laughs> club <laughs> like, oh my god yeah just making it even harder um, and I thought, you know, flipping this, I thought you played very well out there after you were, you, I knew you were concerned going into oh that God. round. I just didn't um, want to embarrass myself again. No, I thought you played very well. You were good off the tee um, and, and solid around the greens. You know, yeah, that, that would be my take. What'd you think of your round? Um, I would, I'd, I would agree. I was, I was crushing the ball with the driver off the tee, but anything else off the tee was pretty bad. Um, anything, any long iron, uh, even, even middle to long iron, I just absolutely sucked. I did hit a couple greens, um, had a couple good shots into them, but nothing particularly noteworthy. Um, and I also missed a ton of greens with like hundred yards in, like we just practiced over and over again the day before. Um, 
And but the main thing I focused on was uh, I told Dylan this actually. I told him um, I, I focused on not trying to like be perfect with all the movements and stuff, and realize that a lot of the the point like the points of my swing I'm trying to get to are um, their feels. They're not I was like just gonna say it. It's not supposed to be that, exactly that like is, that. That it's he always talks about it and like you see tons of other teachers I see always talking about it but it, it's it's really it's hard to you know draw a line between the two of feel versus real right um, I think I get caught into the same thing and that's why it's just easier to remember setup and takeaway versus right. some of that stuff yeah I completely agree and so I just try to make like a more natural like athletic swing with you know kind of focusing on a couple of things that, and that was it um, my takeaway is horrendous. And so once I start um, focusing a little bit more on that, I tend to hit the ball straighter and make better contact. So it's a grind. Everybody's trying to get better. Uh, I like like you said, I think I played pretty decent. I shot a 41 in the back, and the, the front was uh, Yeah, we both were playing, playing well on the back. On the we back, we tore it up. I mean, I ended up winning the points, and it was because you and I got four together um, on the back. So we were both playing pretty, pretty uh, good. In terms of, dude, I still made part. I was hitting it to the wrong hole on the last hole. (laughs) (laughs) That's super cool, though. I like how I like having the 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 option to choose what the green is. Yeah, yeah, the Um, the 18th uh, hole at Sunnyside Country Club uh, has two greens to aim at, and it changes. I don't know daily or weekly or whatever, but uh, yeah, it changes all the time. Um, Pretty cool, and I aimed at the wrong one too, so don't feel too bad. It, you, you don't see the one on the left until you're way the hell down. I there. never would have guessed it, dude. It I was in prime said, position to go into that to the the one on the right, yeah. and then I got lucked out. Mikey dude. said the one on the it's it's left today. I'm like, okay. Well. I thought he just meant the flag was on the left side of the oh, right no, green. No, 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 it did say it did say <laughs> the sign did say green on the left. So you were even less informed than myself. Um, but yeah, overall, good weekend. We. We got the Masters Care Package from Fanatics. I forget what it's called, like the bundle or basket, the Masters Basket or something. And um, it came with the um, pimento cheese, egg salad, barbecue pork. Um, a delicious plethora of other sides. Yeah, we had chocolate Kettle chip corn cookies. Caramel corn. Caramel corn. Potato chips, and then it came with like pint cups with Masters branding on it, and then uh, now, sandwich paper. That like, is an incredible package. Yes. Um, although the sides leave leave something to be desired, the uh, that package sets the tone for any Masters weekend. Like, I mean, that was a great. Did they do this last year or not? Did I they think just, they did. I think did, they did it last um, year. That's think, a great idea. It's a great idea. It's cool. Uh, I mean, it they, makes you feel much like you're there. Yeah, they sold a shit ton. I know for I know that for a fact because they were selling out um, towards closer towards the master's date, and uh, yeah, it was great. It really made you feel like you were there. Like you said, you get to keep the cups. Um, everything else, you get to at least try and see what all the all the fuss is about, which is pretty cool. We too. can circle back to last week's episode. We both hated on the pimento cheese. Yes. Um, I'll say this as a whole. I'm just going with the pimento cheese sandwich. I got the same take as I did last week. 
It still kind of sucks. It's too rich of a sandwich. It's just too much. I don't know. Do you I think w- that the <laughs> fact that it was that it was cold from being in the fridge to right on the on the on the white bread made a difference? Potentially, yes. Maybe you let that sit out off. a little bit. Yeah, because it was like you know you're eating. I was like eating like a ball in the middle. Yes. Um, so, yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, and then you know, kind of doubling back on that though, we started things having a good time. Got crazy. We spread the pimento cheese on the top as a base layer and then put that on the, the top portion of an egg salad sandwich, and that was incredible. So yeah. it's not all bad with the pimento cheese. I do think it's highly overrated. That's an option you have, team. too, with the getting the basket. You can't get that at Augusta. You can't go out there and order. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Uh, can you combine the two? No. It's $1.50. Thank you. They're pre-made. I'll take some Doritos on that as well. <laughs> Speaking of the chips, that has to okay. We gotta do the rankings, <laughs> and I'm just gonna go ahead under the uh, under the cups and the sandwich paper. I'm gonna put those chips, like dead last, oh. <laughs> dead last. Uh, I can't stand those chips. Yeah, the chips rough. Um, all right, your your top. Let's all the accoutrements top. were were you know left a little bit to be desired. Uh, my top is barbecue pork. Number two. Egg salad, number three, pimento cheese. Um, if I'm going to rank the shitty sides, I'm going to go chocolate chip cookie. I didn't think the chips were that bad, so I'm going to go chips, and, <laughs> and then I'll put the caramel corn, which I thought stunk as last. I, I took home all that caramel corn. I'm the, only one, I'm the only one who likes it. It's got like the, the pecans in it, too. No? Okay. No. I, I'm almost. I need a- my caramel corn mixed with cheddar. Cheddar, okay. Cheddar popcorn. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. I, I I have the exact same ranking except caramel corn, and then the pint cups, the sandwich paper, and then the potato <laughs> chips. <laughs> the uh the, the potato- sandwich paper is awesome. I mean, it tastes just like the potato chips. Uh, <laughs> no, it was uh, it's the potato chips. It had no salt, and there was like like you know how Lay's is like super salty and and oily. Well, these had neither. And Dude, they reminded me of Granny Goose. They're made by Uts. Or whatever. Wasn't, isn't that what it was called? Granny Goose? Granny Goose. Mother Goose? Yeah, something chips, like that. Something like that. Like the Food for Less chips from back in the day? Yeah, I remember those. <laughs> yeah, it had... I mean, I don't know. It, to me, it just... They were just flavorless, so... That's my rankings on that. Um, which leads us, obviously, to the big subject of last week, which was the Masters Tournament. What everybody... Everybody was watching. Um, huge, huge following for the Masters this year. Um, you know, overall, what did you think of the tournament? Um, second time around on this, I thought the tournament. I thought it was cool. I, I thought so. I enjoyed seeing the tournament get get the teeth back to the course, mm-hmm. um, which w- w- for a, a brief amount of time. Yeah. Um, you know, in all honesty, Especially I would have on Thursday. liked Thursday. Was... Yeah, Thursday, Friday, awesome. I would have liked to have seen a little more drama unfold on Sunday, but overall, I thought it was very captivating stuff. Right? Um, yeah, we I, ended I... up getting some drama. Was, Shoffley makes you know three birdies in a row, has a chance. He's two down on sixteen, and, and uh, like I said, I, I think every amateur golfer can relate to that right you you get yourself into a good position whether you're playing a match with your buddies or whatever and then you you know you got the chance that you want and then you completely shit the bed uh yeah and and it's not like he hit like a slice into the pond 
he hit a, I thought he hit a pretty good shot when I saw it. We were listening to it coming home, but yeah. I, I saw it on Sunday night. Um, and I thought that was a good shot. You know, it's right there. If it's not, if there's not, if the wind doesn't pick up on, on that shot or he doesn't right. misjudge the wind, he's probably really close. Right. He um, went for it. And so, yeah. But, you know, we didn't have, you, you had a ton of major names miss the cut. Right. So right. in general, going into the weekend, I think we lost a little bit of momentum um, than, than we could have had. But overall, man, it was cool. The course looked great. Um, it's always challenging. It's always fun to watch these guys struggle. I wanted to see more of like what we saw on Thursday. Yeah. Um, but weather yeah. kind of Sunday know. was kind of like Thursday. I mean, Sunday yeah. was the, the difficult, the second most difficult day. Yeah. Um, fr- I feel like Friday I don't know. I feel like they did something on, to the course on Friday because, uh, or overnight before the tournament on Friday, uh, because it was super soft and there was no, from what I understand, there was no rain or anything until that Saturday, right? So I'm not sure if there's any rain that came through there or what, but Friday it seemed like a lot of people went um, went lower. Justin Rose didn't. I thought Justin Rose going seven under on Thursday was pretty incredibly impressive. impressive. It was. I mean, the course was playing. the way that course was playing. You thought that he could potentially win that tournament off that round, and that's exactly what he did. It's Friday and I think even Saturday, he just kind of shot par both days. Yeah, it didn't. He didn't go much lower. Um, but yeah, I thought that was impressive. Love seeing the azaleas back. Yep. Especially love seeing the patrons back. Um, even though it wasn't that many. Um, there was still something, you know, some a vibe about the place. Yeah. That was well, cool. yeah. I mean, you can hear the roars. It's a golf course. So, yeah, I agree. Having patrons back, huge. And I think how the course played is how the winner of the tournament, Hideki, ended up winning. I mean, he played he played uh, decent on Friday, but he shot, what was it? He had four birdies and an eagle on the final eight holes after it rained After on the Saturday. rain delay, he killed it. Killed it. That throws him right into the tournament because then the course goes back to playing hard again. Like he yep. like completely took advantage of. And it was the evident on Sunday early that he was really not going to falter. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, he started off with a bogey, came back with a bird. Credit to him for how every time he made a bogey on Sunday, he followed it up with a birdie. And there was plenty of opportunities um, for him to 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 lose a couple shots out there too, and he just didn't. Like he had a, a couple rescue shots, I think, on the back nine or at least overall yeah. in the round where he could have. Easily got a double bogey, and, and you know Xander's right there. You know uh, Zalatoris is right there. So yep. And on on the Sunday note too, because uh, I, th- I think we touched on this on the first one. Xander Xander played terrible the first few holes of yeah. Sunday. Um, and like so, as a shitty amateur golfer, like that was cool to watch and just see. You know, sometimes when you're playing. And you're just playing poorly, right? It seems like you're in that spiral of like, it's just like, oh my God, right? This dude, he he was in that spiral, pulled himself out, strung, you know, three birdies together and yeah. ended up having a chance. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's one thing too. Like, uh, we're not the biggest Sanders Shoffley fans, but I got to give him credit because if he's getting, if anyone's talking shit about him, how he played 16, uh, He's, he's trying to win it. Yeah. He doesn't care about the paycheck, clearly, because he went for it, you know? He's out there. <laughs> Look he's how out, many top tens the guy's finished already. I exactly. don't think he's hurting on the paycheck. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> he went for it, and he went for it in an, in an, honest, in, in an honest way. He just wants to fucking win the Masters. Um, and speaking of winning, here's a couple guys who did zero winning over the weekend, except for actual playing golf. Not a single bet by this asshole was one... I think I was like last place in the DraftKings. 
Um, yeah, but, my my DraftKings stunk. I didn't even check it. I know I was low. I won a couple matchups dicking around betting with Mikey on Saturday, but all my picks didn't come to. Um, I have to. I have to say something. Um, it's well documented that you were a heavy better on Hideki all year long, especially during the Florida swing earlier on this year. Yes. And, and I, I, I'd be hard-pressed not to bring this up because... I chose him as a, a Norman. Yes, and uh, you did. Um, it, will, it will definitely get to the, our Nicholas's and Normans, which, are, which is very interesting shit. Um, but the, you, stopped, you, stopped, you stopped betting Hideki at some point. I forget what tournament it was. It was after the... Um... He missed the cut at uh, the players say, or Arnold Palmer. It was Bay Hill, yeah. yeah, and that's when I said I was done with him. That's right. And then and I then, didn't touch him. The players, I bet against him at match play, and I won a couple. Him. So I was like, okay, maybe I'll just start fading him. Which I, I, I did lose a matchup against him on Saturday. I took him to lose against uh, I want to say like JT. Okay. Um, Good bet. Thanks for thanks for that that <laughs> triple bogey or whatever the hell you posted up there, JT. Um, yeah, but he uh, he's you know he turned it around, and it's it's it, you know it's just one of those things. There's in betting, there's certain teams or players, pennant what you're betting that just don't go your way, right? You but you the lose. best part the best part had to be Mikey being like, hey, so. Why, why don't we start, like, we'll bet Hideki to win it now. We'll put a bunch of money on, <laughs> on him to win it now. And it just reminded me. It was just like, oh, here he comes, crawling back. But you held strong. I'm glad you didn't make that bet. You still said no. Man, I mean, you know, at the end of it, I was rooting for, for him. Sure, for sure, for um, sure. Because you were, like, like like I said. It's not like I don't like the guy. He was missing cuts when you he, stopped betting he him. just, you know, I rode with him. It, again, it's akin to any better can tell you there's you know, there's certain teams for, like, college hoop. This was Gonzaga for me this year, right? Like, mm-hmm. I'll bet them on the spread. They'll they'll end up losing, you know, they'll win the game, lose the spread. Then I'll take their team total. They'll lose that. Then I'm like, fuck it, I'll just bet the team against them. Then they come through with a miraculous cover, and it's just like, there's these, just stay away. Don't yeah. even, so... But part of staying away is not fading them too. So yeah. uh, <laughs> you, you, you got a little spiteful with him for a little bit. I did. Um, I mean, I think that's a good segue into Nicholas's Normans. All my Norman, my Normans stunk. Kind of uh, Rory, which we both picked. Poor Roars. Uh, he's he's in dire straits right now. He'll be back. He will. Um, I picked Phil to struggle, and it was evident to me on day one that. Guys that were veterans on this course had a little bit of a leg up because they know how it plays when it's playing tough, right? right. Um, and so that pick looked, you know, a little bad. But Phil was playing like dog shit going into the Masters, too. right? So um, kudos to him for making it. And then I obviously picked the winner uh, as a Norman just because I, I couldn't think of anyone. I said I'm going to fade him, so whatever. <laughs> Again, I'm uh, I'm I'm very happy for him. I know. Uh, I think he's a great player. I don't think it's far off to say that he'll probably win another major or two. Um, I mean, dude, how do you not like a guy that's walking through the Chicago airport with the fucking master's jacket, you know, just flying, flying on a commercial international flight going back home? 
I gotta say his his caddy bowing to the course after he won it. I think that should be one of the new Masters traditions because we talked well we talked about traditions and mm-hmm. uh, ones that we like, ones that are probably overrated. Um, even though we still like them, I think that would be a, a a good one to carry on. I think that's pretty pretty awesome. I yep. really I mean that's an iconic instant iconic moment um, out there at Augusta. Um, yeah, I mean all my. All my Normans were Normans, and my Nicholases were actually pretty good. Um, yeah, my Nicholas weren't. They weren't good. They weren't bad. Brooks was the only bad one. Yeah. Shout out to Brooks for going out there on for one sure, leg, dude. trying it. Um, Nothing but respect for Brooks. I said this on our first pod podcast of the week that didn't come through, but I couldn't not be on that train uh, if he was, you know, to play well and, and kill it and, and fucking finish top ten, and I had him winning. I could not be on that ride if 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 it happens. So I'll I'll go down with that fucking burning ship all day. Yeah, you got to be along for that ride for sure. Um, my Normans were like you said, Rory, and you know, so you got to pick a Norman. You know, you got you have to pick him. It's no disrespect. I also picked Matt Wolf, who's coming off an injury, and not playing that well that well, and that hurts because I picked him to have a big year. I even said he might win a green jacket. Uh, well, I picked Rory to have a big year. And then had to put him... I think he Here's might... what sucks about that. I said he was going to win at Kiowa. I thought that was going to be in August. So, you know, I was thinking about this. Oh, like, God, he's in terrible form. Yeah. Then I realized that they moved the PGA up. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. he might not be in good form come... That's a month away. Yep. Yep. So I had those two, Morikawa. <laughs> um, and then my Nicholases were Spieth, JT... Rom and, and Hovland. And Spieth, Rom, you know, T3, T5. Rom had the best round of the day on Sunday. He did. I thought he might have a chance if anyone at the top started to tumble. Um, JT was in it until he had that triple on Saturday. So he was looking good. He was in the top 10 at least going into he it. He knew I bet on him. <laughs> That's what happened. You bet on him. And and then I had, uh, and then Hovland, he just didn't play that well. Um, he was, he was trying to just keep up and still a T21 at Augusta when you're not, you don't have your best stuff or it's kind I feel of like t- he's always going to finish in the top 30. Yeah. He's, he's consistent. So other than that, I had bets on Hovland, Kisner and, and Jocko Neiman to get top tens, all losses. JT, I threw money on to win it all. Also a loss, obviously. Um, but I did like having that, you know, being able to pick who we thought were, was going to do well and then pick some guys who we know that are you know really good, likely dog shit for the tournament. Shall we move on? We yes. We move on to the RBC now since it's uh, Friday and they've already played two rounds. Someone um, mentioned that as their one of their golf trip courses as well. And the more you and after you said that, a lot more people have said, "Oh yeah, Harbortown." Even Jack said he went to Harbortown or he went to. Uh, yeah, he went to Harbortown but didn't play. Well, that's like the golf trip, like yeah. to fucking Myrtle Beach. Uh, yep, it, it's such a cool course. I didn't get to watch too much today. I watched uh, Cam Smith tear it up yesterday, um, but um, I love I, I love that track. It's clear. Obviously, you look at the leaderboard right now. Going into the weekend, it is uh, it's a, a, a not a bomber's course. No, accuracy. I mean, but DJ's DJ's won there. Yeah, that's you know? true. So so. Um, Mr. Hybrid won there last year. Yeah, <laughs> Webb Simpson, hybrid. He's a ball striker, you know what I mean? He's not super distant, or he doesn't have much distance, you know? He's just 
Well, yeah, I mean, it's greens. Two 63s, consecutive 63s from our leader here, Stuart Singh. He's like 53. It's impressive. Very impressive. Yeah, I was uh, I was watching the end of his round, and he had a putt to break the course record um, at the very end. And he barely missed it for another sixty three. Do you think that he holds on to that for the rest of the weekend? I mean, he's got a five stroke lead, dude. There's a lot of people. Yeah, that's true. He does have a five stroke lead. So, um, and he's a veteran. I, he's not a Sam. Burns. He's a veteran. He's he's a major championship. Player. Yeah. Um, albeit he's the evil person that that beat tom watson in that uh british open right oh, Is that the, yeah. that's the major that he won right when tom watson was leading it and then screwed it up how tom you? watson had five you uh five opens so. um but i'm gonna say no he doesn't come through and win damn because i bet lot. on Corey connors and i think Corey connors <laughs> is gonna come through and win <laughs> ryan teeson's doppelganger five strokes back uh you bet him to win it uh no, so my bet the only bets I made uh so a I should have made my Corey Connors bet today versus yesterday. Um, I made top tens. I got answer top ten at like plus three fifty. Connors at like plus three hundred. Top ten and Chris Kirk top ten machine. My guy uh, at plus five fifty. And then I took yesterday. I took Connors over Cam Smith in a matchup. Cam Smith shot his best round ever. Uh, Connors was like four under. Mm. Good round, but what are you going to do? And then I took uh, another early morning matchup. Oh, uh, Charlie first rounds. Charlie first round oh. over uh, <laughs> over uh, Douglas Gim. That was an easy win. Um, I'm excited to watch the end of this court, this this uh, tournament, though. It should be fun. I don't, I don't think Sink holds on to his lead. I think that humid-ass weather over there is going to get to his old ass. Yeah, you see guys like Colin Murakawa too. Like you're saying, like you know, not a not a bomber's paradise. He's a, a great ball striker, as everybody knows. Um, Cam Smith, I see him up there. It's gonna take Sunjay M. Yeah, it's all it's all the same kind of kind of guy. You know what I mean? And I think that Stewart Sink is a veteran. Um, you don't come out and shoot two sixty threes back to back if you're not playing really well. Even if he doesn't get close to that, if you do it. You know, back to back, I think you're gonna not deviate too far from that for the last two rounds. Who That's knows? That's true. That's true. Who knows? You're going in for the thir- your third round in three days, and you know you're a little bit on the older side. We'll see. But I mean, unless something drastic, you know, there's changes, always. I think that he'll definitely be in it. Two at the very sides end. to the coin, right? Like how you want to look at it, because to shoot two sixty threes in a row, you got to have some bounces go your way, as well. So you can, you know, who knows if maybe. Who knows if maybe uh, just randomly playing some highlight video there if you caught that audio. <laughs> um, who knows if you know maybe those bounces don't quite go his ways. And then, as we all know, all it takes is one bounce, and not a, I don't know I don't know this a sixty three becomes a sixty five, but you know, uh, eighty five becomes a eighty seven, eighty eight very yeah. quick. Yeah, and, or even eighty seven becomes a ninety one very quickly. Uh, so, yep. I mean, I. Like I like I said, if he does return to this group behind him, I think Cam Smith. Mark give me Hala give me one and, person. Give me one person behind him that you think is going to catch him, knowing he's got a five shot lead. I'm gonna go Cam Smith. Okay, over Mark I like Mark that. Um, like I said, I think I like Corey Connors just because I bet on him. If I'm gonna pick another one though, I got to go back to my guy Sanjay. 
I didn't realize he had such a day. Yeah. <laughs> I just keep thinking of him. Uh, wait, was was it him? No, it wasn't him. I thought it was him that broke his... Um... No, that was uh, Siwoo Kim. That's right. Out there putting. Putting with his three wood. That was great. All right. Um, let's see. I didn't have any bet. I didn't bet this week. I couldn't bet this week. Last Losing everything last time. Um, last week, I needed to take a breather. Um, but I was watching some... Real ones let it ride every week, I know, baby. I know. I needed to lick my <laughs> wounds. I was watching some LPGA earlier today. Watching a little bit now. Um, Currently watching Nelly Corda crush a drive. Just absolutely piping drives. It's fun watching the ladies. They're really good. Uh, this this leaderboard's pretty stacked, too. Dude, this is... So, I don't... I, I was, because they've done the Wednesday tournament. I don't know what the rhyme or reason when they do the Wednesday starts is. Because I was looking. I was like, oh, so are they doing them all the way the rest of the season? Mm-hmm. No. Why? I don't I don't know. I have no, no idea. I couldn't figure out why. I love the Wednesday start. Especially yeah. for this this tournament. Because uh, tomorrow yeah. night we got final round in prime time. Because they're playing in Hawaii. So yeah. it's 4 to 8, I think, tomorrow night. And the way this is setting up, this that was so when I saw this on when I was watching on Wednesday night, I was telling my roommate, I was like, dude, I, I just hope that, you know, it's not just a I hope it's like a jam-packed leaderboard. Not what we got with not that the Masters leaderboard was terrible last week, but a, we need you yeah. know, we got an LPGA primetime finish on Saturday. We need the big players up here. And yeah. you look at this leaderboard, this thing is stacked. Nelly Corda, Lydia Ko tied at 19 under par. Um, Lexi Thompson tied six, right? You've got Danielle Kang back there. You obviously know uh, Brooke Henderson, previous champion. So there's there's plenty of firepower. Um, I can't wait to watch this tomorrow night. Crack open a couple brews, hang out, and, and see how this plays out um, in prime time. I think it's incredibly beneficial for the, the growing of the ladies' game. <laughs> Who do you got winning it all? Um, man, I'm I'm caught between a rock and a hard place here. Uh, I was going, so I was going to bet on this, uh, and then I did not know it was a Wednesday start. So obviously, I missed on some of my bets. I was going to take Jess Corder, uh for a top ten and Jennifer Cupcho. They're currently sitting at tied fortieth at minus nine. Um. So those probably would have been losses. But I know, imagine being tied for 40th and being nine under par (laughs) through three rounds, right? Uh, This, to me, looks like it's going to be a two-horse show. But, I mean, what more can you ask for? Nelly Corda, Lydia Ko, final pairing. Uh, I'm going to say the crafty vet wins this after how well she played at the ANA. Nelly Corda's in great form. She's going to win plenty more tournaments. Uh, We've got an old... You know, two-time major champion winner kind of finding her form and playing really well. Uh, either way, like I said, I'm juiced to watch this tomorrow. Yeah, I'm glad that it's in prime time tomorrow because I don't get enough exposure to the ladies. I think a lot more tournaments should be played in uh, in Hawaii so us West Coasters get prime time golf. You know what I mean? Yep. Uh, I'm excited too. Yeah, I'll be watching. I'll be tuning in. Uh, just kicking back, having a beer, like like you were saying earlier. So. Uh, um, I am excited for our next podcast, which will likely be 
um, you know, non-PGA based since the uh, Zurich Classic. Oh, oh. <laughs> come, come again? The, the Zurich Classic. Um, huh? Yeah. I mean, we, we, we love ourselves some PGA, but it's about to get really ramped up after that. I'm really uh, pumped again to hey. go, go over some subjects that we haven't been able to cover because, I mean, PGA has been kind of dominating. Let me circle back to a podcast from a, a few weeks ago. Zurich Classic, get the fuck out of here with this team play format. Give me a match play event. <laughs> yeah, Let's go. Yeah, Come, yes. on. <laughs> Come on. Come uh, on. I agree. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, we'll have a couple course reviews. We will have, um, we'll probably talk about some other topics we want to discuss, like uh, a recent article in the Wall Street Journal. I know talking a guy that's playing some great coastal golf this upcoming week. We'll probably have a course review of the Hay, actually, down in uh, Pebble Beach, It'll be open for five days before we get out there, so we'll be able to put some scars in it, um, hacking it up. Um, and also playing PG, Pacific Grove, Bayonet, so we'll review those courses as well. Why not? Sweet. So, uh, yeah, see you next week, my dude. Hell yes. That does it for this episode of the Sandy Pars Podcast. We want to thank you all for joining us, and if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or anywhere you get your podcast content. Join us next week for a special dedicated non-PGA podcast with some great stories about the great game of golf, along with a couple course reviews. Lastly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at SandyParsGolf and visit our website, SandyPars.com, for our full library of podcasts and additional golf content like course reviews, reading guides, and more. Special thanks to our producer, Ryan Thiessen, and until next time, hit him straight.